0: Are you frustrated with your co-parent? Do you sometimes find yourself hoping that you and your co-parent will one day get along better than you even did in your marriage? Or more secretly, wish your co-parent would meet with an untimely or maybe painful demise. (laughs) It's okay. We understand. But I'm afraid that neither of those fantasies are helping you move on with your life. We think this podcast will help you learn how to put those fantasies in the past. In each episode, we address difficult dilemmas that many co-parents face and will help you decide should you hold on to the conflict for the sake of the kids or let it go for the same reason. These issues are often complicated, but the solutions can be easier than you think. So get ready for this unconventional ride. You might be surprised. It could change your life. If you've got a dilemma to share, please call our voicemail number at 1-234-DILEMMA or email us at 1234dilemma at gmail.com. Remember, dilemma is spelled D-I-L-E-M-M-A. Welcome to Co-Parent Dilemmas, where we give practical solutions for those impossible co-parents. Hi, I'm Diane Dirks.
1: And I'm Rick Foyles.
0: And I'd like to think that we can help you decide today if you're going to continue to be impossible, or if you will join the ranks of what we like to call the family of non-impossibles.
1: Is that even a word?
0: It is now. I've just coined it. Okay, then. I'd like to think, Rick, that we can form a large family of co-parents who really want to do the right thing. That's what I call the non-impossibles, but it's so hard with that impossible parent. We've both been there, haven't we?
1: Oh, yes, unfortunately.
0: So what are we going to tackle today? Today, we're going to talk about weddings. Weddings. I love weddings.
1: (laughs) Well, not when you're Co-parent plans them on your parenting time, baby.
0: That's correct. I think that's a great question. So what do we have for everyone today, Rick?
1: We have a recording from John. He's struggling over in Chicago with some of his co-parent issues.
0: Okay, let's play that.
1: Um, hey, uh, this is John in Chicago. i I'm really trying to deal with my ex-wife's decision to get married on a weekend when I have my kids. Um, don't get me wrong; I'm glad she's getting married, you know, just so she can focus on torturing someone else besides me. But, but seriously, she she wants the kids to attend her wedding on my weekend with them. Um, I why she didn't plan her wedding uh, on her own dang weekend, I don't know. But I'm tired anyway of always giving in to her. She does this kind of thing all the time, and it's just so damn frustrating. Honestly, I'd hate to say no, because she'll tell the kids I didn't want them to go, which isn't true. I'm just sure that I'm not even sure really why we have a parenting plan, because she never follows it. Well, anyway, thanks, guys. I love your show, by the way. Um,
0: Take care. Bye. So what can we do for John? John?
1: Well, this, this is not unusual. Uh, I mean, that whole, not necessarily a wedding per se, but planning things on the other parent's time. Right. And that can be incredibly frustrating, especially with, hey, why do we have a parenting plan to begin with?
0: Yeah. Now, if John and his ex were cooperative, this would be fairly easy, wouldn't you think?
1: Oh, yeah. There would be a lot of give and take, a lot of mutual exchange. Yeah. I'll do yeah. this for you because I know you'll do something for me in the future.
0: Well, I was thinking more like if they were cooperative, she wouldn't have planned her wedding on his weekend.
1: (laughs) Maybe. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's how cooperative parents kind of think, right? Oh, let's that's, you know, when she's talking to her fiance, but that didn't happen in John's case. So let's talk about, should he hold on to this conflict? Should he fight? Should he tell her no way, you know, you should have planned your wedding on your own weekend or should he let this one go?
1: I think right off the bat, he should look at letting this go because it's going to be important for the kids to be a part of the, the memories, the history uh, to be around family. I realize he feels like he's often given in and don't think of it as giving in to her. Think of it as doing something positive for the children.
0: Right. And you and I've seen these cases before. John sounds frustrated, like mm. many of the parents we've met. Yes. Admit. His co-parent is continually asking for extra. And we've talked about that many times. It feels to them like if I give an inch, they'll take a mile. People like John are typically parents who want to get along, right? Right. So she's probably asked for other things and he didn't want to be in conflict. So he said, yes, 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 yes. And then after a while, it feels like you're getting taken advantage of and giving up more time with your kids than you think is fair. So it sounds like he's to that point. Now it's a wedding and he has a real dilemma because... This is one he probably thinks he should let go, but it's the 20th time he's had to let go, right?
1: Right. That's one of the problems I see. One person is really nice. Like you say, they're trying to be cooperative. They're trying to yeah. to not cause conflict or be a part of it. And so they say yes, and they say yes, and they say yes. And then it just builds up and they never they don't get anything in exchange or in return. And it builds to frustration and conflict.
0: Yeah. And then when it reaches that frustration, then they set the big old steel boundary, right? I'm not even going to talk to you anymore. I'm not going to answer your emails or your texts. And then what happens is that's what we call the double bind, right? Right. That uh, you get into the courtroom and you actually get your hand slapped by the judge because you have stopped talking to John or John has stopped talking to her because of the frustration And then it's really frustrating because it feels like nobody understands.
1: Yeah. And it's a natural response because, well, by saying yes, too many times, they're they're actually giving over their boundary. Mm -hmm. And so it's a sense of, well, no, 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 no. I've got to protect myself now. And okay. Yeah. That's a natural response. You do need to protect yourself, but you went too far. You were going too far in one direction. Then you went too far in the other direction. And those extremes are unhealthy.
0: Right. So John needs to really kind of figure out where his boundaries are. So you think you should let it go. Let's talk about times. I agree with you. I don't think that he should fight on this one, but let's talk about other times where it makes sense for him to say, no, that's not what the parenting plan says, you know, and we teach that mantra, right? Right. Thanks for asking, but we don't do conflict very well. I'm going to pass on this one is uh, a great way, a better way of saying no than no way you lousy piece of trash am I gonna give you (laughs) that weekend because you owe me child support and and blah, 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 right? Right. So we also think there's a kind and respectful way to say no. But there are times when John should say no, like the co-parent wants an extra weekend or wants to switch weekends because she has a girl's trip planned out of town and didn't tell him till the last minute. So I think it's okay for John to say, thank you for asking. We don't do flexibility very well. Uh, I'm gonna pass on this one. What do you think? Even if she gets angry, do you think that's a a good response?
1: Oh, of course she's going to get angry, especially (laughs) if we have the dynamic has been set up where she's used to him giving in or used to walking all over him. The day he sets a a firm, healthy boundary, oh, she's going to be, yeah, she's going to be upset.
0: It's not what she's used to. Right. But John might feel bad at first because he's the kind of guy who wants to say yes to please and to keep the peace. Yeah. I suspect that's exactly how they were in the marriage. And it's one of the reasons the marriage didn't work well, right? Right. (laughs) And to replay those old demons uh, after divorce that we had when we were married. So John has to figure out a new way of dealing with her so that he can move on with his life. Because obviously he's letting her in his head. Far too often.
1: <laughs> Way too much. Yes.
0: Right, right. So, devil's advocate, he can say no uh, on other issues. But would you say there's very many times he should say yes to this, especially if they are prone to conflict?
1: No, I wouldn't say uh, he should. There are exceptions, but I'd say they're few and far between. And if he'll, If any of one of the parent will set a healthy boundary and, but, but the criteria, when do you say yes? When do you say no? That When there's few and far between exceptions, I don't think it's a good idea to use the kids will like it or the kids will enjoy it as a criteria for saying yes or no. Okay, I think the healthy boundary should be the criteria.
0: I think it leads into another principle that we often talk about and that's values. Yes. So what is your value? If your value is not that my kids ought to get everything they want that's fun, then you don't have to say yes, right? Right. But if your value is I want them to be able to say goodbye to an ill grandmother who's on her deathbed, then you might say yes. We hope John wouldn't say to that, uh, thanks for asking, (laughs) but we don't do flexibility very well, right? We hope that John does it without expecting anything in return. So he can say, of course, and maybe she won't let him have the kids when his mother's dying.
1: Oh, man.
0: But that shouldn't matter in that moment. What matters is what are John's personal values and what does he want to teach his children? And if they can stick to that concept, it really makes a little bit easier to decide, should I say yes or should I say no?
1: Yeah. for Things like a funeral, you can't plan I mean, I can understand the frustration. Unless it's your
0: ex's funeral.
1: (laughs) You shouldn't plan that. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was an accident, right?
0: (laughs) Just teasing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, that would be an easier criteria, right? You can't plan a a death or a funeral. uh, Sure. You can say, okay, she didn't plan this on my time, but she did plan this, probably on his time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So- I think our conclusion for John is let this one go, but in the future, set more clear boundaries with her. I think you're going to learn, John, that no matter how many times you say yes, it's not going to make her any more pleasant to
1: you. Right. It hasn't worked before. There's
0: this fallacy that if I keep saying yes, she'll become a better co-parent, she'll like me more, or she'll be more pleasant, or she'll get along with me, or she'll... Give me back what I gave to her. And those are the things that you have to remember. You got a divorce for a reason. The two of you don't interact that way. So let's say something quickly about uh, cooperative parents, because we're not against cooperating, are we?
1: Uh, no, not if it's mutual. It's, it's yes. got to be, there has to be a high level of goodwill between the two parents and a high level of trust right. in order to pull cooperative off.
0: Right. Right. So I hope that helps, John. If it doesn't call us back, we always want to hear what the follow-up is after someone takes our advice and and see how that works for you. This kind of leads into what we're going to talk about in our next episode is another one of our principles, Rick, which is the plan B, the value, figuring out what a plan B is. Uh, So uh, we've got another question that's going to help us unpack that a little bit, a question about He has the power, he has the legal power to do something that doesn't help my children. What, if anything, can I do to make sure my child gets what he or she wants, even when the other parent has the legal power to do something else?
1: Excellent. I love plan Bs. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Okay, great. Thanks. See y'all later. Bye. We hope this episode was helpful to you. If you'd like to share your dilemma or tell us how something we said has benefited your situation, please call 1-234-Dilemma. That's 234 362 3445 Or email 1234Dilemma at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Co-Parent Dilemmas wherever you get your podcasts, and give us a favorable rating. That will make us more accessible to co-parents who are searching for help. Thank you for being part of our non-impossible family.